This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Jermaine Flood, along with traveling partner Jay White. Kamel King with Visit Mississippi is out today. But we're traveling the state, letting you know about the people, places, and events that make Mississippi great. Now, today is the final day of our 2022 Fall Pledge Drive, and we're asking you to give to MPB Think Radio for the love of Mississippi. We're traveling to Poplarville for the second annual Sweet Tea Mississippi Festival. I think I'm doing that backwards. For the second annual Sweet Tea Mississippi Tea Festival with Festival Representative Jacob Cochran. Then we're off to Rolling Fork for the 21st Annual Great Delta Bear Affair with Meg Cooper, coordinator of Mississippi's Lower Delta Partnership, before creeping over to the Tupelo Haunted Castle in Mooreville with Barney Harris. But before we hit the road, let me welcome my traveling partner, Jay White, to the show. Good morning, Jay. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. How pumped are you for last day of our final day of Pledge Drive? I'm pumped. I'm pu- I've been here since about 6.45, though, so. Right. You're the yeah. hardest working man in pledge nah, drive. Well, I just, I'm around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're the hardest working man I just man sign up for a lot drive. of things, and I'm around. I'm, I'm, you know, like I said earlier this week, I'm the guy in all the, all the uh, yearbook photos. Right. At the R- end of the year. And they're like, he didn't play all that. <laughs> he doesn't, what? He's not part of the choir. You slipped into those pictures. Yeah. <laughs> He's not in the show choir at all. He's not I in the show choir. I carry a tune of it and handles on right, it. Right, right. You are. You really are. But we are nearing the end of our pledge drive, and we still need your support. Like you had said. We don't even have a swim team. How are <laughs> you in that picture? <laughs> I heard you talk about the five-yard line. We're right there. We're right before the yeah. touchdown. So, And, Jay, you did do it all. You sung in the <laughs> choir. You played tennis. <laughs> You were you were in wood shop. I tried tennis one time, but I'd, I swing it like a baseball bat too much because I did. That's the one thing I did do when I was younger: was play baseball. So. Right, right. Man of many talents. That's, that's Jay yeah. White. Man of many talents. Look, we're going to talk about the Moth Pop Up Porch Tour before we get into our first stop. But join MPB in the Moth for a free screening of the award-winning film Walter Anderson: The Extraordinary Life and Art of the Islander on October seventh in the Art Garden at the Mississippi Museum of. Art. You can come at 530 for food trucks, a cash bar, and a DJ set by our very own DJ Java. There He's going to be there. Make sure you don't miss that, of course. The Moss Pop-Up Porch will be there, too. You can stay for the film at 7, and it's a captivating story told about one of Mississippi's greatest treasures. Um, it's free, and you can register online at mpbonline.org forward slash art film. Um, this is presented in collaboration with General Motors. It's a brave space for sharing stories and connecting with those around you. Um, meet the Moth story directors, instructors, and producers. Learn how to craft and pitch your own story. Listen to listen Listen to stories from the Moth, Moth Archive. I'm going to get that together. And attend a community event featuring local musicians, artists, and creators. You can also take part in workshops with local community organizations. Again, that's the Moth. That's a free screening of the award-winning film, Walter Anderson, The Extraordinary Life and Art of the Islander. Registration at mpbonline.org forward slash art film. So that's going to be great. But right now. And Rita Brent, by the way, is going to be part of that. She's a part of everything. They, yeah. 
Yep. I want you to know she's in everything from one state to another. Absolutely. She literally has her foot in all of it. But I'm, that's that stuff I think will eventually end up on the Moth Hour. Okay. The Moth Radio Hour, which runs weekends here on Think Radio. And, of course, it is a uh, even more so than a radio show. It is a wildly popular podcast. So Great. Make sure y'all check that out. Yep. And, and we're a part of that, so it's going to be good stuff. Um, let's get into our first road trip of the day. We are going to Poplarville for the, I'm going to do it right, the second annual Sweet Mississippi Tea Festival. I love Sweet Tea, Jay. How about you? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> That's going to be going down today through Saturday, October the 8th in Poplarville, Mississippi. And in with us right now is Jacob Cochran, festival representative. Welcome to Next Stop Mississippi, Jacob. Hey, good morning. How are y'all? We are doing good on this Friday, final day of our pledge drive, and we are happy to have you here to talk about. And did I say this right? <laughs> I've, yes, said it, I've said I, it backwards. Yes, I know it's confusing, but uh, we, we have several <laughs> tea farms in Mississippi now, so we figured it would be the Sweet Mississippi Tea Festival because it's Mississippi tea. That's right? right. You're right. <laughs> You're right about that. Not just any sweet tea. It's our sweet tea. And I would. Yeah. I love sweet tea. I'm a sweet tea connoisseur. Um, I, I literally put sweet tea in a glass, um, kind of spin it around, smell it, and then I sip. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, you got to observe the notes and everything, right? You do. And then the, <laughs> the level of sugar versus tea in it, it's a uh, lot. See, my grandfather was four parts sugar to one tea, so I don't know if that <laughs> it, 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 it spoke its own language. It could get up and walk on its own. Yeah, it was very, 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 very sweet. (laughs) Very sweet. (laughs) Well, Jacob, tell me about your role with the fest and how excited are you about the Mississippi Sweet Tea, about that Sweet Mississippi Tea Festival? (laughs) Right, yeah. So I am the director of the festival. Uh, The first year we had it, um, I was over marketing for it. I had a great time doing that. And then um, the guys who started the festival were Don and Jeff. They own a blueberry and tea farm right here in Poplarville, Mississippi. And that's kind of why it was started. Um, Why not have uh, a sweet tea festival with a tea farm right here in Poplarville? So they started it, and their plan was to step back and let someone else take it over after it was started. Um, But that was our first year. Then we had two years of COVID, so we had to cancel Mm -hmm. two years in a row. Um, but we're back this year, and it's bigger than ever. I'm looking out right now with all of our vendors setting up. Um, they're probably wondering why I'm just sitting in my truck staring at them. But <laughs> it, uh, but they're out there having fun setting up. We have so many more than the first year. Um, they're having a great time. But, yeah, so I guess my role is to, you know, put a team together, delegate uh, important tasks. You know, we have all kinds of people um, serving on our board. We have a vendor coordinator. We have someone to coordinate the high tea event. We have someone to coordinate the farm-to-table dinner that we're doing. We have someone to coordinate our volunteers. We have someone to do marketing. We have a huge team of people. Right, right. That sounds amazing. For the first year, how was the turnout? How how did everybody receive the event? Everybody was super excited. Um, so we have the Blueberry Jubilee in Poplarville as well during the summer, and it's just such a hot day. It's a great event. Um, and there's a lot to do that day, but it's so hot. So our, our guests, you know, they want a cooler weather festival as if it gets cool in October, but we still try <laughs> to have a little bit cooler than in the summer. Um, but it was very well received. We had, I think, over a thousand people show up over the two days that we had it the first time. And this year we are hoping for a few thousand more than that. So right. we to have, we've put a lot into marketing and um, we've got some great materials out there. We have a fantastic graphic designer. Um, and a photographer and a videographer who are just doing great jobs. Right. Um, so 
we're hoping to have a few thousand people here this weekend. All right. Talk about your favorite aspect or event um, of of the Sweet Tea Festival. <laughs> I'm just going to say it like that because I love Sweet Tea, That's but the, the Sweet Mississippi, <laughs> the Sweet Mississippi. What's been your favorite aspect of the event? So the first year, my favorite aspect of it was the high tea event. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just an old tradition that started in England, you know, setting up tea on the lawn. Um, we have it in an outdoor tent. It's a beautiful catered event. Um, this year, we have a new event. That's our farm-to-table dinner. Um, our coordinator, April Greco, has been working with a local farmer, Aaron Snelling, from White Sand Homestead Farm, um, to, you know, contact other farmers in the area. And we have Chef Jenna Pecorero, who put together this it sounds so good. I'm so excited to eat it tonight. <laughs> a fantastic menu of just specially curated items from local farmers. So all the ingredients are from right here in Mississippi. There's a few from Louisiana. Um, we have cheeses, breads. We have local, um, the entrees of pork chop. Mm. So it's it's local pork, Berkshire pork right here in Poplarville. Um, I'm most looking forward to that. It's just going to be such a great experience. Mm, I'm hungry. Thank you, Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had me at pork chop. Um, I love pork chops. But let's talk about two. I wanted to talk about the two things: the sweet tea drinking contest. Yeah. That's that's one of them. So, what's the criteria, and how do you win? So that that that'll happen tomorrow on our stage. Um, we try to embarrass everybody that's a participant <laughs> as much as possible. Um, <laughs> we make sure that the public can see them very well. Um, so there's a few different rounds. So basically, it's a free for all up until the last round. Um, you come up, whoever wants to participate, and can come up to the stage, and then they chug. I think it's either one or two full glasses of sweet tea, and whoever is the fastest drinker with minimum spillage um, is going to be the winner of that <laughs> round. <laughs> and so they have to compete in the next round with everybody too. So whoever's the winner from that round gets finals, and whoever wins that is the winner. So uh, that's how you win it, and you get uh, a beautiful etched glass that says fastest sweet tea drinker in the South so, and bragging rights. So. I was about to say, there's not like a year's worth of tea in that, in that prize or anything. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, that I'm out. Better. I'm out now, Jacob. That's it. I'm out That's of that right. contest. We'll keep that in mind for next year. Right. That sounds great though. So much fun, especially when it's surrounding something that we all kind of like down here um, yeah, in, in sure. Mississippi. So, so much fun. Okay. Tell me about Tuba Skinny. Tuba Skinny, they are, uh, they're such a cool band. I don't know if you've ever heard them before. Um, so they're based out of New Orleans. They're a really awesome jazz band. It's like listening to an old record. Um, you can close your eyes and just step back in time. They they perform all over the world. Um, I first heard them in Poplarville at a smaller festival that's kind of on the down Um And I was like, wow, these, these people are just great. And I actually ran for office a few years ago, and I hired them to play at my campaign event. Um, they're just fantastic. So I was super excited when she said that they could be our headliners this year. Um, they're coming up from New Orleans tomorrow to play during the high tea from four to six. Um, I think there's, there's seven or eight of them. Um, they play various instruments. Some of them sing. It's just a very eclectic band of, of phenomenal musicians. Right. That's good stuff. So music, tea, food, it's the best of all the worlds. It really is, Jacob. I love that. I love it. Absolutely. Talk about how the festival benefits Poplarville One. And don't you all have the one of the now famous groups that have come out of there, Chapel Heart? 
we do have. Uh, <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, unfortunately, they were they were too booked up. And I know it. Year, uh, so next year we're hoping to book them. Um, yeah, they were so proud of them and happy for them. They've hit it big. Um, they just you know competed on America's Got Talent. They're doing well. I see them performing all over. We couldn't be more happy for them and thankful that they put Popperville on the map. Right. Have attendance just because they're from here this year. Um, so I'm sorry. What was the first part? Of that no, show? you're fine. Uh, the, the, <laughs> no, you're good. It's like Chapel Heart did it for Poplarville, but the the um, the actual how much this event impacts the city of Poplarville and the state. Yes, absolutely. So downtown Poplarville, near our town green, we have um, several downtown buildings that are you know historical buildings, and unfortunately, some of them are closed. Uh, we want people to come see what a great place Poplarville is, and possibly you know open their business here. Um, Poplarville is a great place to raise a family. Um, we have some phenomenal schools here, um, so it benefits Poplarville in the sense that it does boost downtown tourism to Poplarville to show what we have. Um, and, you know, our Main Street businesses that are open, they, they stay packed all day, both those days. So they get an increase in sales. And then at the end of the festival, we will be writing a $1,000 check to Backpack Buddies of Poplarville. And they benefit um, – I wish I had Miss Carol right here to tell me the number. It's several – it's over 100 kids that they benefit, they feed per week. And it's, it's over $1,000 a week. So we try to – you know, we're trying to raise as much money for them as possible – um, but it, we do benefit local charities. Um, you know, we try to bring exposure to local farms too with our farm to table dinner. Um, you know, our, some of our farmers will be at that dinner to explain, you know, the process that goes in their farming. You know, these people will know exactly where their food comes from and hopefully shop with these farmers. Right, right. Good stuff. Well, your artwork is beautiful. If you could tell my listeners where they can get more information, website, contact info about the second annual Sweet Mississippi Tea Festival. Yeah, everything is on our website. It is www.smteafest.com. So it's smtfest.com. Make sure you all visit that. Jacob, I thank you so much for joining us here on Next Stop Mississippi. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jermaine Flood, along with my traveling partner, Jay White. Right now, before we get into the great Delta bear affair, rawr, I love bears, not in person, but like. I've never heard a bear <laughs> make that sound before. What was that? I was raw. Sounds more like a lion. <laughs> That's my bear. <laughs> Look, Winnie the I'm Pooh is that Winnie the Pooh is my extent of bears. <laughs> bear knowledge. Okay, well that makes sense. Smokey yeah. the bear and Yogi the bear. Okay, so <laughs> as well. But let's get into one event: the 11th annual Oxford Blues Festival that will be happening um, through Sunday, October the 9th in Oxford, Mississippi. They're kicking that off at Harrison's on the historic Oxford Square. The ultimate goal is for Mississippi to not only be the birthplace of America's music, but also the pinnacle of America's music. They are doing this by providing unforgettable experiences at their events while also empowering the next generation of Mississippi musicians. They're donating a portion of the profits to furthering the music education of Mississippi youths by donating to Mississippi public schools to buy new instruments, offering scholarships to music camps, and so much more. If you want any more information on any of these events that you hear today on the show, make sure you visit our events calendar at mpbonline.org. But right now on the line with us to discuss the 21st annual Great Delta Bear Affair that's happening.
happening October 22nd in Rolling Fork, Mississippi, is Meg Cooper, coordinator of Mississippi's Lower Delta Partnership. Welcome to Next Stop Mississippi, Meg. Thank you. Great to be here. I am so glad to have you. So Great Delta Bear Affair is in its 21st year, and I am just excited for you all to be putting on this year's event. Tell me a little bit about the event and your history with it. Okay, okay. The uh, Great Delta Bear Affair, our first festival ever was held in 2002, and that was the 100th year anniversary of when President Theodore Roosevelt came to Mississippi to hunt black bears, and he had that wonderful um, guide from Greenville, Mississippi, Hulk Collier, who was um, supposed to ensure the fact that the president got a bear on this bear hunt, Mm -hmm. and it was a successful hunt. And In the end, um, make a long story short, the president um, missed his opportunity to shoot a bear because he had gone back to the camps to get something to eat. Mm. And so Hulk Collier basically, you know, lassoed the bear, tied it to a tree and sent for the president. And the president refused to shoot the bear. He said that would not be sportsmanlike. And after that, there were journalists along on the presidential trip as there are today. And they all began, they told the story and all of those political cartoonists began putting a teddy bear or it wasn't a teddy bear, a little black bear in all the cartoons about the president. And so a toy maker contacted the president and said, I've got these stuffed bears in my store. Would you mind if I named them Teddy's bears? Yeah. The president said, sure, go ahead. I don't think it'll help you sell them, but <laughs> and um, the teddy bear was born. And so we call ourselves the birthplace of the teddy bear, and we celebrate that event with this festival each year. Right. So my noise that I made that Jay had ragged me about, the rawr, the that works for the teddy bear. Wow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sound like a cat. <laughs> rawr. Yeah. My cat when it's not been fed. Meg, I do a great impression. <laughs> I do a great impression. No, that was a good bear. Now, Meg, you are the coordinator of, thank you, Jay. You are the coordinator of Mississippi's Lower Delta Partnership. Tell me a, a little bit about the Lower Delta Partnership and its role with the Great Delta Bear Affair. Okay. We are an NGO um, in Rolling Fork, and the Bear Affair is one of our many projects that goes on um, under our umbrella. And so I'm also the coordinator of this festival. And so... Um, the Bear Affair, um, uh, I mean, the Bear Affair is our biggest project that we do throughout the year, uh, and it takes, we start planning it in January for the October Festival. Yeah. And all. But Mississippi's Lower Delta Partnership works with a lot of partners to help promote Rolling Fork and to promote our nature, our history, our heritage um, of Rolling Fork in the South Delta. Okay, okay, okay. And how long have you attended the Great Delta Bear Fair? Oh, from the beginning. I've attended it from the beginning. I was not involved with it, though, until uh, 2005. Okay, okay, okay. But you were there. (laughs) I was there. You were there. You were there. Talk about the evolution of the um, Great Delta Bear Affair over the years, where you all started from and the attendance basically now and the community support that you all are receiving now from, from year one. Okay, it's grown. The community, originally we had a lot of um, -of out-of-town conservation partners, which we are fortunate to still have with the festival, but a lot of those were our main drivers in the early years. 
but the community embraced the festival. Nobody knew if it was just going to be like a one-shot, celebrate the 100th year, or, you know, if it would continue. But the community truly embraced the festival, got behind it, and is very proud of that heritage about the um, teddy bears. And so we are still going strong. Um, Our attendance is wonderful every year it's increased over the years unless it runs (laughs) cross your fingers uh so um we have got it's a real diverse festival we have stuff going on you know we've got your basic vendors and all of that um but then we've got a lot of other events as well Right, right. Now let's talk about some of those. I want to talk about first the um, the strut your mutt because I love my dog, <laughs> and of course I'm buying her a Halloween costume this year. So I, this has got to be for the for the the animal lovers and everybody. It is yes. So you need to just put your dog in that costume and bring it on to Rolling Fork. We are going to strut the mutts around. Um, it's in the morning before everything gets started, but uh, it's free, and all of our four-legged participants will receive a wag bag for um, being a part of the bear fair. Oh, and everybody, that's going down October 22nd, that, that first day of the Great Delta Bear Fair at 9.30 a.m. Talk a little bit about the chainsaw carving. Oh, he is, he's awesome. We have Dayton Scoggins, who is from Sandersville, Mississippi, is a world champion chainsaw woodcarver. And each year he carves us another sculpture for our community. We have 18 of these sculptures around town, scattered around. There's Dr. Bear in front of the hospital and Fireman Bear by the fire department. Um, And so we've got bears in different places around the community that he has carved. We also have a carving of Theodore Roosevelt and Hulk Collier. All of these carvings, they're 12 feet feet tall. Uh, They are just amazing. He is amazing to watch work. Um, he's so fast and he always, it always comes out better than we ever thought it would. Right. Or than what we had imagined. You know, we're thinking, okay, this is what we want to look like. Well, he always throws in all these extras and makes it look even better. (laughs) Dayton will start carving. We do a fourth grade youth education day on the Friday before the festival. Right. And and he'll start carving that day. He'll kind of block (laughs) it out a little bit and everything. And then on Saturday during the festival, he finishes it up and I could sit and watch him all day because it just intrigues me. So. Yeah, it's one of those like ASMR things just to see somebody carve wood and hear the sound of it. And that's so different too. Uh, you know, we here in Mississippi, we can't have like ice carvings outside. So the wood carving definitely lasts forever. Let's talk about some of the entertainment that you're going to be having. The Elvis impersonator one and then talk about Crescent Circus. Okay. All right. Um, Elvis, our Elvis impersonator, Tim Johnson, uh, it will be on. He is, we try to vary our entertainment at the festival each year, but Tim is a staple because yeah. we have some people that would just revolt if we didn't have Elvis at the, at the festival. <laughs> he is great. He's a crowd pleaser. He's a true entertainer. And so he is on first to get everybody going. And then Crescent Circus, which is a husband-wife duo out of New Orleans, and they do magic, uh, circus acts, all of that together. And we're not sure exactly, you know, 
what it's going to be like, but we're very excited to have them. Right, it's right. something different besides music, because mo- the rest of our entertainment from the main stage is music. So this is something a little fun, a little different. We had a magician last year, and everyone loved him. So we thought we would continue that with a different group. Right, right. Well, Elvis, I'm going to say Elvis and bears go together the same way circus and bears go together. They so. do. You know, he did that song, <laughs> Teddy Bear. So oh, Okay, so yeah, it has a tie. It has a tie. Make sure everybody gets there to see that Elvis impersonator, definitely. But Crescent um, Circus definitely sounds like a great event that you all are having. So Chuck Burgers, I'm seeing that, but what is a Chuck Burger now, Meg? (laughs) Okay. Chuck's Dairy Bar has been in Rowland Fork for almost 50 years, and it is just, you know, your your dairy bar, your standard small-town dairy bar that everybody used to have, and there's not a lot of them left. Uh, But it is still here, and their chuck burger, as it is called, is a hamburger with chili and slaw on it, chili, slaw, and pickles on it. Right. And so that's the chuck burger. And so the chuck burger eating contest is how many of these can you eat in five minutes? Ooh-wee. I think the record right now is four. That's a lot. Does it come with toppings and bread? I mean, yeah, it comes with bread. It's got everything, yeah. It's got, (laughs) it's the works. Um, We had a guy walk off the stage one year because he said, I didn't know there were going to be pickles. And he spit it out in wild (laughs) time. You need to know beforehand what the ingredients on the burger are going to (laughs) be. That is so fun. So is there a teddy bear as the grand prize in the end of this one? There is a great looking um, a, a trophy. Yeah. It's different every year, handmade by one of our committee members. And it's always just a great looking trophy with our teddy bear head on it. Right. Teddy Roosevelt's teddy bear head on right, it. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. That is so fun. Okay. So Mississippi Snakes with Terry Vandeventer. It's going to be there as well. That sounds he like will. a fun time for the kids. Oh, everybody. He's, he's come. Since the beginning of the festival, I think. And, you know, you would think everybody would have seen him by now, but always draws an enormous crowd. Terry is great. Anybody around that knows about snakes and wildlife and all of that in Mississippi has probably seen Terry or heard of him. He's been doing this for years and years. And Terry actually retired from doing his snake show at the end of August. But he is coming out of retirement to do one last performance for us at the Great Delta Bear Fair. Yay! So you will be able to get up and close with them. Not only do you get bears here, you get snakes as well. That's right. That's right. And in addition to all of that, like you were talking about, the musical acts, you all have a good few. I'll just kind of rattle them off. Walker Wilson will be there. Um, Keith Johnson and the Big Muddy Band will be performing. Four-Way Stop will be there. Them Dirty Roses. I like the name of that. Them Dirty Roses. They (laughs) are going to be there. So it sounds like a good time. And talk about the fireworks. That's going to be happening well yeah we need a little rain before the festival so we can do the oh okay 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 (laughs) i forgot i forget (laughs) we're we we do an awesome fireworks show we have professional firework company that comes and does it and we just end the festival every year with fireworks right and so that's always a fun thing and people look forward to the fireworks and so that's it's a great way to end the festival. Right, right. Good stuff. I love all of it. Tell our listeners a little bit about where they can go for more information um, about the 21st Annual Great Delta Bear Fair. 
Okay. It's on our website, um, which is greatdeltabearaffair.org, uh, just altogether.org, and they can find the schedule. They can find um, what what all we do. Um, they can read the teddy bear story and order a T-shirt if they want to. Uh, everything is there on our website. Make sure you all visit that. Meg, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. And everybody, come to Rolling Fork on October 22nd for we're, the Delta Bear Fair. We're on our way. Before we get into our final stop, let's stop in Cleveland, Mississippi for the 40th annual, I mean, for the 40th anniversary of Oktoberfest. Now, Oktoberfest has served as the largest festival in Bolivar County. The weekend is jam-packed with food, music, arts, and entertainment for the entire family. You can join them in historic downtown Cleveland, Mississippi on October the 8th for the classic barbecue battle. That's a contest on the Delta barbecue battle circuit, which awards 10000 to the championship team. I'm, I'm learning how to cook soon. And 3000 to the patio team. So that's a that's, that's something to go for. Artistic showcase and some awesome Delta Jam sessions. This year's um, festivities will include that barbecue contest. Um, it will also have arts and crafts, children activities, and live entertainment on Saturday evening. Again, that's the 40th anniversary of Oktoberfest in downtown Cleveland, Mississippi, Saturday, October the 8th, 9 a.m. until 4 p.m. For more information, make sure you go online to mpbonline.org and click our community events tab for our Mississippi events. And you can find out information about all of this. Everything I say is on there. I try to make sure I get it all on there for you all. But right now on the line with us to scare us (laughs) for this Halloween holiday season is Barney Harris, part owner of the Tupelo Haunted Castle in Mooreville, Mississippi. Welcome to Next Stop Mississippi, Barney. Thank you so much, Mr. Maid. I am so excited to get on Next Stop. This is an amazing show, and you guys reach a lot of folks here. I noticed that. I thank you. I thank you all in Tupelo, Tupelo, Mooreville, wherever everybody's at up there listening for listening to Next Stop Mississippi. And we try to make sure we keep it. We keep it going for everybody across the state, and we love Tupelo, so I wanted to make sure we come on up there to you all. But, yeah, let's talk about the Tupelo Haunted Castle, Barney. Explain your role as part owner of it. Where did this idea come from? When did y'all say, you know what we need to do? Let's scare some folks. (laughs) (laughs) When? You know, it's literally, we started, I started, um, we started scaring people. My sons and I are involved in this. So I have I have two grown men. One's an engineer. The other one is just completely incredible at design work and art. And I've got another man that's like my son. So there's four of us. And we've been scaring folks uh, since, <laughs> well, at this location, 14 years. We opened up in 2009. But our, our haunted history goes way back. We, we started back in Randolph, Mississippi uh, in 1992. Mm-hmm. And my, my oldest son, who is now 39, was nine years old. Right. It's been, right. We did that for American Cancer Society, raised a lot of money. And, you know, we've always enjoyed the season. We've always thought of horror more or less as comedy. And my boys have always just been into that, you know. And this kind of grew into the entertainment area. Decided, well, we'll do one in Thaxton. And we opened one in Thaxton, Haunted Forest, back in 2002. And that's when my second son was nine. So he got involved. And so now I've got both sons and uh, and our wives and our kids. Everybody's involved in this project, Tupelo Haunted Castle. Right, right. 
Now, funny it, story. It, my daddy used to scare me, so I don't. I don't doubt that you and your sons have gotten together. He he scared me just as fun. <laughs> hilarious man. My men are amazing in my family. To me, I just you know we love kids. I got to say that we're in all ages event, and so we have three, four, five year old children that come out and go through it and love it. And um, I think how they pull this off is quite unique. The teenagers are so scared to crawling out the door, you know. Right. But the little kids are just hilarious with it. So we believe it's well, they use a lot of uh, special effects, illusions, magic, props, amazing sets, and amazing performances. And that's really what pulls it all off. And I think the little kids, they love the sets. They don't really get the scares. Right. The teenagers, <laughs> you know, and the adults, of course. So it's been hilarious. I think more laughs than scare. I think I can tell you that. Right. You know? Right, right. Not that I'm trying to downplay it, but it's rated the scariest haunt event in the state of Mississippi. And um, so we've had some amazing celebrities and guests that have come out and just, I guess they had their minds blown. Right. There's a lot we can do in that building. We've had, in the past, every year we change it. And so this year is all all brand new, new sets, new designs. Um, Last year we had, uh, and the years before, we've had moving walls. And that's always kind of an unusual sensation when you see a wall, you know, moving across the room. Yeah. And we're talking walls that are 30 feet long. And so people are just racing for a door at the corner that won't open, you know, until the wall's pulled back and reveals the real door. It's just been a hilarious time. Um, The set designs are amazing. There's probably 30 sets. Yeah. And it's an unguided tour. Um, Groups go in, you know, by themselves. And just, you know, go through the tour themselves, unguided. And so there's a new surprise around their return. (laughs) One, I want a guide. Two, if you gave me tickets, I might not come. (laughs) you got to come out and go through it. It's hilarious. And three, the last time I went to a haunted house, I saw nothing but the the back of my brother's back. Um, (laughs) Because my face was tucked there the whole time. I think I saw pieces of the floor. But that was about... Probably average. You know, I think most folks, they actually go through it, and then they'll get in line again because now that they know the scares, they can actually look. Right. Look at the the details and the effects and the illusions are amazing in there. Right, right. What's what's your favorite set, Barney? Well, we've had, we've got a a newer one, which is a crooked hallway. And um, it's long and everything's tilted. It's like a fun house in there. It really is. And that's, I think kids love that. It's basically right. an old school 1960s style fun house. Right, yeah. right. Good stuff. I think Good you, stuff. you need to come out and experience it yourself. <laughs> I knew you were going to say we've that. Had a lot of new services <laughs> come out. And WCBI from Columbus came out um, last year and they were scared. You know, they posted it on the news and it was such an honor for us. But now, I may, had, I may, I'm going to have to bring my, my crew with me just to save me. But you I have may. To bring, and it's all ages. The kids, you know, grandma, grandpa, everybody can do this because I'm old. And if they don't kill me, it's safe. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about so those. I'm an entertainer myself. I actually am a greeter. And right. I greet everybody out front. And I do close magic. But I want every guest, you know, to know that we want them there. and want to make sure their evening is amazing. And whatever we, we can do to enhance that is the key, especially small kids. You know, right. we want to have an amazing experience and memories. Not so much they'll come back, but they won't have a fear over, you know, scary stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's good. I mean, just overexposure, maybe you'll take away my fear as well. <laughs> well, you know, when you don't want to know who's behind the curtain a lot of times, but once it's exposed, you, we just like, oh, that's it, you know. And it's funny because we have a lot of friends that are actually horror actors. They're in all these movies, Michael Berryman and Bill Mosley and Linnea Quigley. They're all these horror stars, and they'll tell the stories of behind the scenes making these movies, and they're so hilarious. These men are really gracious, amazing men. I mean, more comedians than actors. And, right. you know, I, I realize it takes comedy and timing to make a scary movie look good. And they'll tell the stuff like the rubber handles that band on the hammers and the saws. That, and they'll just be rolling on the ground in tears trying to pull these scenes off. And that puts a whole new tilt on movies like that, you know, like Hills Have Eyes. Or, now I can watch them and go, oh, these are comedies. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still not comedy. I, I still, I, I have hands, and my hands go over my eyes, and they make I can make a little crack right in between my fingers. <laughs> and then if I do that, and then I watch the scary movie, it's not so scary. Why my hands make it better, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I you don't know. It's, know. it's amazing. It's, our audience has just been growing by leaps and bounds, and even through COVID, we opened. And we, you know, we did all the mandating with the mask. And it was the one thing about COVID, it was kind of interpersonal. We couldn't hug our kids, you know. And so that, but we still, we had probably 7,000 guests that came out. Right. And we do, uh, we, we what we call large groups. We, we do groups up to 15 people that go through at a time. And they'll go through and we'll wait a few minutes and send the next group just for safety to make sure no one just runs amok, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't know really what people's fear factor is and how they'll react to scares. So Right. Good thing you're looking out for for the so the safe. scary guys it's like us. <laughs> right. I always say if you're gonna go to a haunted house, pick one where it's at least got some integrity and they protect their cats. That's you know? nice. That's good stuff. I mean, talk a little bit we, of yeah, talk know. a little bit about the safety measures that you all take or have um in place to make sure people who maybe are um are not as well up to health, their health standard as they should be to come in. Talk a little bit about who maybe not does not need to come through. <laughs> okay. That's a really good. So we do use strobe lights and other lighting effects. And so we always suggest pregnant women, anybody that, you know, is can't stand the strobe lights, you know, might cause a seizure, things like that. Um, that's about it. I mean, we're yeah. actually handicap accessible and we pride ourselves in that. We build handicap ramps, new one every year. And it's a 40-foot-long ramp that gets them into the building unassisted. And right. They can go through themselves. And we've we've had so many handicapped guests that come through and love the challenge. And right. it's only fair, you know, we feel. So the safety measure you asked about is there's really nothing safe about haunted houses, you know. But ours is a clear, wide walkway. Uh, some of the areas are eight feet wide. It's concrete floor. And we just try to make sure that safety is the utmost, you know, with our gas. Every corners are all padded, things they have to run into. Um, just little things, little some like strips on the floor that grip your feet. We just want to make sure their their adventure through there is an amazing time and no injuries. So we have had zero injuries now in fourteen years. I probably shouldn't brag about that. That's good to so brag we, about. 
I mean, we've had a stub toe, yeah. we've had the cell phones get broken, and, you know, eyeglasses, things like that. Yeah. So we always ask our guests before they come in to make sure the cell phones and, and car keys are put in a safe place and just enjoy themselves. It sounds you know? like a good time. It sounds like a good time for especially, one, the city of Mooreville, um, and especially for the Tupelo Haunted Castle for especially 2022, we all need to get out and about a little bit to get our get ourselves going again from the pandemic. But tell us a little bit about where somebody can find more information, um, directions to Tupelo Haunted Castle. Okay. Well, we're actually, we're located out on what we call Old East Main Street. Um, I always t- tell people that the Bancorp South Center, we're actually three miles up that street. If you go towards Elvis Presley's birthplace, and we're on the right-hand side. But the actual address is we're in Skyline Community, which is up that hill. And we're at 3210 Mississippi 178, and they list that as a Mooreville address. Okay. So the, the line is right by us. We can literally see the Tupelo city limits, you know. Okay. So we are called Tupelo Haunted Castle. We didn't realize we were Mooreville when we named it, so now it's officially Tupelo Haunted Castle. That's okay. Know. Y'all, make sure y'all go out there and visit and enjoy the Tupelo Haunted Castle. Barney, I would like to thank you again for joining us here on Next Stop Mississippi. Oh, thank you. And can I just quickly mention, where we also have the uh, our website, thetupelohauntedcastle.com, and that's just one word. And uh, you can find us on Facebook or on Instagram and um, lots of stuff out there on Reels. All right. Really. Thank, yeah. thank you, Barney. Like I quickly mentioned, I have the world's largest sports chair. <laughs> well, make sure y'all do that. Barney, thank you. Well, we've come to the end of another great trip. We want to thank you for traveling with us. And today's guests, Jacob Cochran, Meg Cooper, and Barney Harris. Find out more information on our calendar, mpbonline.org. Click the Community tab for Mississippi events. If you have an event you'd like to share, upload it directly to that calendar. Next Stop Mississippi is a production of MPB Think Radio. For Kamel King, Jay White, I'm Jermaine Flood. And join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another great trip here on Next Stop Mississippi. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. It's made possible in part by contributions from podcast listeners. Please consider making a contribution by going to the Donate Now tab at mpbonline.org. Thanks for your financial support.